new concepts. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk concepts are developed based on detailed study of bone models, 3D normal and degenerated spine models and correlatable cadaver anatomy and intraoperative data. Symptoms of stenosis are mainly present only in standing and walking. There is a no present-day agreement on location of symptom generators in lumbar canal degenerative stenosis by open surgeons. They have never been confirmed in an awake-aware patient in standing or walking however, we know effect of flexion extension dynamics on symptoms. Most basic new concept is changes causing symptomatic stenosis in lumbar segment only occur in walls of mobile areas in middle zone and its shared borders with upper and lower zone, not in bony upper or bony lower zones. It is concentrated in middle zone and is due to disc and facet margins and ligamentum changes. Commonest at L4-5 and L5-S1. Stenosis is caused by disc, facet or ligamentum flavum changes in spinal canals with sagittal or interarticular dimensions at normal or lower limits of normal. An underlying congenitally small canal is more prone to symptomatic change with added changes as age progresses. In developmental, degenerative or combined stenosis, Compression of the nervous structures occurs exclusively at intervertebral disc and facet joint level in central canal or middle zone, as this mobile portion of the canal may only undergo degenerative changes. At the level of the bony posterior wall of the vertebral body the spinal canal may be narrow but never responsible for compression of the neural contents, relevance of verbiest study is less. The compression then is almost always subarticular for central canal and lateral or anterior change that may be at root entry or exit site from root canal. Stenosis is an interplay between changes in disc or facet margins and ligamentum and fixed root paths and free-floating traversing routes inside thecal sac prior to or between these fixed areas. These structural changes may affect the segmental arterial supply and venous drainage giving claudication. It is most prudent to concentrate on the mobile changing disc zone in surgery primarily than bony posterior walls and destabilize the canal. Transforaminal access is best access to all walls, all changing structures causing symptoms. Posterior midline open cutting is irrelevant as it is indirect decompression and destabilizing and morbid. To understand facet pincer getting tight as cause of central stenosis, one is to see crowding of roots and loss of sedimentation in MRI cross-sections. As the CSF, fat around sac is enough buffer, unless the narrowing is too extreme the central canal symptom generation may be low intensity. It may instead cause chronic coda symptoms as it may involve more traversing sacral roots and give rise to neurogenic bladder bowel disturbances. Effect of disc collapse The nucleus undergoes reduction in volume as part of natural change losing about 1 gram every 10 years or after surgery and then disc may collapse in height. This causes changes in SAP facet location WRT lower end plate of upper vertebra. It may override in upper zone, and IAP may override at lower zone. 
we may need to act at SAP tip or lower pole of IAP. We may have to jack up the disk in that case. Most of open TLIF techniques however need facet excision before insertion of the intradiscal implant. Central and lateral canal is divided in three zones supradiscal or upper, discal or middle, infradiscal or lower. There is a buffer zone, lower or extended lower zone, in between infradiscal and next supradiscal. This buffer zone has all bare bone walls and does not change with degeneration so does not contribute to symptoms. This is the distal third part of lateral recess or lower zone others being one soft tissue recess to bony recess. Each zone has a different profile and area. Symptomatic walls e.g. anterior wall disc outline changes, osteophytes at end plates, loss of concavity of posterior annulus in lateral wall foraminal volume and G0 changes and in posterior wall facet margin and ligamentum flavum changes. These changes are in vicinity of the DRG, axilla, exiting or traversing route and interaction with neurovascular system causes symptoms. Our transforaminal endoscopy identified proposed symptom generators in stenosis and targets are 1. In central canal uni or bilaterally subarticular, inner face of facet compressing tackle sac-like arms of a pincer in middle zone. More closer to tip of SAP. The traversing route is free to move intrathecally in middle zone but may be fixed at entry to root canal in lower zone and as exiting root in upper zone thus tethering the sac. Commonly segmental arteries in extradural areas are in upper zone and draining veins in lower zone. 2. In upper foramen lateral canal soft tissue from tip of SAP to upper pedicle including lateral ligamentum flavum or osteophytic changes at upper disc margins and G0. 3. At lower lateral canal or lateral recess, A. Ventral wall disc margin changes in soft tissue lateral recess or B. Rarely dorsal wall facet margin and facet capsular changes in infradiscal bony lateral recess like synovial cyst, etc. Algorithm new that may be noted to select patients with claudication for analysis and interventions. 0. We may be able to distinguish central or lateral cause by effect of extension in standing on the symptom location. Lateral canal cause symptoms may increase further on extension in standing. 1. JOA questionnaire for assessing stenosis, 10 self-answered questions. 2. PVR to determine timing of intervention. 3. Claudication bilateral or unilateral. 4. Bilateral likely central canal middle zone and borders how buildup of ligament happens on posterolateral walls of the canal inner facet wall coronal images how tissue builds up teku system go in. Pre-OP assessment facet angle and edge. Root sleeve location, that is axilla location, lamina angle. 5. Unilateral root canal lateral canal lateral recess includes upper lateral licked, middle G not due to end plate and sap interaction, lateral recess floor or roof etc. Or we need to think of root canal entry in lower zone axial buildup, 
exit and upper zone sagittal build up three parts of lateral recess soft tissue bony and buffer six once we localize then we fix our targets imaging in three rings upper lateral lict flavum middle facet inside face facet angle edge futile ring breaking land and axis u and l zones if of images build up coronal for central sagittal for upper and axil for lower zone seven anatomy leads to function pre op bony models to show what we remove extent how we go and remove that models guidelines for imaging to what extent we go for relief let us pause for a moment and go back to our basic concept of matrix that is a clinical cascade rather than a degenerative cascade lumbar spine degeneration simply defined as structural failures or changes that are symptomatic unlike aging that is asymptomatic in purest sense starting in late 20s passes through progressive changes clinically manifesting as following with each stage it may have added neurodeficit published as gore matrix x This is a finite arrangement of symptoms from degenerative lumbar spine in form of matrix highlighting it is progressive and finite there are multiple clinical variations in these manifestations but commonly one knee heel groin coccygeal pain in 20s to back pain due to annular tears trapped nucleus in posterior annulus in 30s 3 sciatic pain due to inflammation or mechanical compression and disc herniation of sciatic nerve in 40s 4 back pain due to facet changes in 50s or 60s 5 claudication due to stenotic narrowing of the degenerated lumbar spine segment and chronic corda equina involvement 6 claudication due to instability including lysthesis in 60s and above x I feel we must highlight the fixed location of root in relation to pedicle as this forms major location basis of claudication etiopathology. The other cause for central canal stenosis is located on inner face of the facet pincer. Every claudication need not be due to ligamentum flavum posteriorly. Generally if disc is involved as a cause anteriorly pain is likely to be present. iron pure stenosis numbness is more prominent symptom maybe because dorsal root and drg is involved with posterior wall causes we would also be dealing with symptom of claudication due to disc related changes more often like large unresolved herniations one sided herniations subligamentous recurrent herniations with changed anatomy of lateral recess etc and foraminal causes excess surgeons providing solutions to stenosis that may be wall changes in all three walls of the canal mixed with chronic progressive corda equina lesions we would like to take a fresh look at the problem i would propose transforaminal axis as a solution to stenosis by landing in middle level between two bony levels as that is where the problem resides x and exposed remaining dogmatic about posterior midline axis we are not evolving once we change the focus to precision targeting of symptom generators under local anesthesia through foramen between two bony rings and concentrate on soft tissue middle ring we are likely to be more effective in solving this riddle of stenosis
X3 rings with slopes. Foramen forms lateral wall of upper and middle zone so a foramenoplasty may be helpful in those zones and is a proper way to enlarge landing area to access the canal and walls. Channelplasty that is acting on relevant walls of the canal beyond foramenoplasty is needed, especially in lower zone and lateral risses. Exforamen We will be concentrating on three walls and related changes that cause symptoms in narrowing of canal WRT physical involvement of root that is traversing intrathically and exiting at its entry to root canal and exit in upper foramen. Since we are changing from a pedicle-centric and interlaminal approach to transforaminal middle soft tissue ring approach, we will like to change our jargon and concepts. There are several limitations to posterior midline morbid surgery access and execution and we need to consider patient profiles where they may be medically comorbid and needing a solution to their activity limitation. Availability and use of implants alone cannot solve this issue. We can offer a simpler, more precise solution of stitchless surgery in awake and aware patients. Let us understand how. Basic nomenclature related to stenosis in lumbar spine has been constructed WRT posterior midline axis. Axis and not targets. It has several limitations and confusing terminologies and disagreements. We have simplified the terms like central, lateral, recess, root canal, foraminal, lower foraminal, extradural, intrathecal, mesial facet, facetectomy by changing our perspective from coronal posterior midline perspective to foraminal adane sagittal perspective. The naming as upper and lower bony rings visualized best in C-arm imaging during surgery and soft tissue middle zone, visualized in pre-OP MRI or similar imaging, is simpler and clear and relevant to the target. There may still be some confusion as we change this perspective from coronal posterior surgery and decompression to a lateral decompression in sagittal plane that may in turn be unilateral or bilateral. During the changeover, we may have times when we will refer to both and compare and contrast the simplicity and ease of my concepts. Bony ring and contents, soft tissue wall and changes targets, principles of surgery. BST by bony soft tissue targets principles illustrative. Upper zone, supradiscal. Comments about upper zone. 1. Upper zone is part of hidden zone, part of lateral canal, part of lateral wall. Hidden zone of MacNab is no more hidden and now manifest with scope. Main causes of failed back, open, surgery are situated here at axilla and foramen. Main cause of failure is inability to visualize and reach to axilla from a distant interlaminar axis. This is unreachable by traditional surgery unless a lot of bone is removed with white facetectomy and laminectomy from behind. It is farthest from interlaminar entry. This is one zone where there is no alternative to transforaminal axis. 2. Lateral ligamentum flavum is unknown to traditional surgeons. Newer 3D fusion image-based understanding of lateral ligamentum flavum makes transforaminal surgery in upper zone roof 
very valuable for lateral canal or foraminal spinal stenosis. This finest example of precision and focus in transforaminal solution in stenosis. 3. Variable location of DRJ and axilla can be assessed pre-OP in images. Visualization of upper zone can be done by radiculogram and epidurogram around axilla and exiting root sleeve. Arthrogram also can be used. Bony rings and contents, pedicles, are an upper part of the body. The upper zone starts from lower border of pedicles and extends down up to lower border of the vertebra. Bony dimensions of the superior notch and bony ring do not change after skeletal maturity. Body is anterior wall of the upper zone. If pedicular screws breach in medial and inferior wall of pedicle, it can be a rare cause of symptoms due to root involvement as the fixed immovable root is plying around the pedicle. The pars interarticularis forms roof of this zone laterally and in cases of lysis with healing fibrocartilage can affect the root and DRG. The defect at lysis may become symptomatic. The lateral wall of the upper level is open upper larger part of the foramen. The anterior wall is covered anteriorly in midline by PLL and close to middle of body is nutrient artery. There are no lateral recesses at this level. The foramina form bilateral openings in the walls of the upper bony spinal canal and contain dorsal root ganglion. The segmental artery and branches lie ventral to the DRG around lower border of the pedicle. Zone is covered posteriorly by the full lamina dorsally, but lamina slopes down. Lower area of lamina may be covered by upper attachment of ligamentum. Midline of the lamina slopes away from dural sac. Articular surface of the inferior articular process is below level of the lower end plate of the body so facet joint is entirely below level of the upper zone. X foramen is closed by operculum of forestier. The contents are DRG and axilla, exiting root cephalad and intrathecal traversing nerve roots ahead dorsal and medial to transforaminal landing spot. The DRG and roots are surrounded by peridural membrane that is known to have synovium-like characteristics. Accompanying segmental artery giving radicular arteries lies against body, below pedicle, between DRG and the bone. This gives transmitted pulsations to the DRG. Dural sac is in central canal ahead and dorsal. The dural sac at this level usually has a rounded aspect. There are no root sleeves to be seen here except sometimes at L5-S1. L5 root has already left the sac. Peridural membrane forms an important cover. Veins from segment draining out the axilla and related tissue may be present. Veins come out to join ascending lumbar, when they may be included in peridural membrane. There is abundant epidural fat in younger and healthy patients. The retrodural fat pad here is not as deep as at the disc level. There is usually quite abundant fat ventilateral to the dural sac extending laterally into the intervertebral foramen and surrounding the dorsal root ganglion. Soft tissue, walls and ligaments, changes are noted in soft tissues at ligamentum flavin and disc margins. 
Upper border of ligamentum flavum has attachment to ventral face of upper lamina in its caudal part. It is not part of upper zone. Dot upward oblique lateral ligamentum flavum in about 68% comes in roof of the upper zone and on hypertrophy may affect the exiting root or the ganglion or subarticular part may affect traversing in central canal. Lateral as an area lateral to medial pedicle line, starting at midline ligamentum goes up under the facet capsule, covers area between tip of sap and the upper pedicle and may continue outside the foramen as intertransverse ligament. Seen best in sagittal view or coronal oblique view. In this zone disc margin can give osteophytes. Only if disc is collapsing tip of SAP may override and jet into this zone. As the upper part of the SAP facet is frequently included in this section in collapsed disc, the joint capsule will be partly seen. Dorsally facet arthrogram may show at upper end the capsule and synovial fold at SAP tip. This is where the capsule, synovium can hypertrophy, get a cyst and add to symptoms. Ligamentum flavum traveling obliquely up in such cases is seen to be perforated by this synovial tissue in some patients. Facet joint and margins are absent so not relevant. Targets, symptom generators and end plate osteophytes this is at border between upper and middle zone and old chronic disc herniations if up migrated can affect the DRG and exiting route. Symptoms depend on DRG position. Leaking annular tears gives chemical radicalitis. Post Upwards moving SAP if disc collapsing with all its cover of soft tissue above and medial. Normally SAP tip lies in line with lower end plate line but the hypertrophy tissue from SAP tip to cephalad pedicle comes subpars. It can also add medially to central subarticular stenosis. Post Ligamentum flavum reaching towards upper pedicle under pars may add to hypertrophied tissue subpars. This can be ascertained in images pre-op. Lat Tissue not laterally between lower end plate and SAP tip WRT exiting root and area corded to it. This is common in chronic micro-instability where the foraminal ligaments, annulus, capsular tissue amalgamate to phone AG Norton foramen. The disc level middle zone, mobile mixed zone, bony and soft tissue, middle slanting soft tissue ring between two posterior sloping bony rings. BST Comments in transforaminal endoscopy for degenerative lumbar spine concept of middle zone is the most significant. It is a zone between two bony rings. It has mobile and dynamically changing walls and structures. It has the most variations in its walls and contents and covers central canal stenosis construct. Degenerative cascade by Kirkaldi Willis mentions three stages of degenerative changes. Stage of dysfunction characterized by herniations, etc. Stage of instability, with micro-instabilities, and then natural stabilization. The instability gives tissue hypertrophy at disc margins, facet margins, 
and in ligamentum flavum causing symptomatic stenosis in functional segment and then it may remain unstable or go on to autostabilize bony rings and contents posterior down sloping parts of two adjacent vertebrae with flaval tissue between are seen in this section the facet joint is best seen here with superior articular process of lower vertebra forming anterior part of joint and inferior articular process of upper vertebra forming posterior laminar part the axial section at this level may include a part of lamina and spinous process of upper vertebra facet joint if facet is inclined sagittal it is more difficult to enter through foramen and may necessitate more undercutting for outside in axis if inclined coronal it may be easy to enter through foramen but may have more tissue hypertrophy at facet margins and inner facet face this also add a trefoil canal profile entering foramen under ventral facet and then undercutting it under vision may be easy dural sac and root sleeves dural sac has a rounded shape in upper zone at the l4 5 disc level the shape of the dural sac is usually more or less triangular as root sleeves begin to form at its ventrolateral angles when the root sleeves have detached the dural sac is again round lower zone it is important to highlight sloping traversing root as commonly seen in sagittal cuts in supine mri scans that is guarded by the facet lying laterally in central canal in middle zone epidural fat and veins the retrodural fat pad is very prominent at the disc level although there is also fat ventrolateral to the dural sac extending into the lower foramen epidural veins may be identified at this level most prominently between the disc and the dural sac at l5 s1 after draining the segment veins join the ascending lumbar vein soft tissue middle zone is lined in front by posterior annulus of disc that is concave and covered by pll anteriorly laterally middle zone central canal is sublaminar and subarticular that continues out as lateral canal in lower rectangular narrow portion of the foramen but has no nerve in it posteriorly it has sap the facet edge and medial face of the iap some variation is expected with inclination of the facet and laminar angle contents are above down interradicular thecal sac with corda equina soft tissue build up at disc margins facet margins or lateral ligamentum flavum is better appreciated in coronal images ligamentum flavum contributes largely to central canal stenosis but it is misunderstood structure it is oblique with upward wings towards upper pedicle covers up to suppers area but an axial cut it is seen between two bony rings the ligamentum flavum is most prominent at this level together with facet joint capsule and the posterior disc surface form a soft tissue ring interposed between the two bony rings formed by laminae and vertebral bodies the lower intervertebral foramen which is seen at this level may be runy or may be narrowed in degenerative conditions as a soft tissue lateral recess is formed details later in lower zone as we may have pincer tightening over the corda bilaterally we may access both sides to decompress the sac adequately 
Facet pincer is compressing the sac in interradicular part, fixed at exit of root, cephalad, and at corded entry canal area. Targets symptom generators Anterior disc herniations, partially chronically healed, collagenized, hardened, loss of concavity of the annulus, trapped nuclear fragments, osteophytes at either margin of the disc, all varieties of disc herniations tied to nucleus with annulus or three nucleus plus annulus plus and plate fractured piece that go on to be collagenized. May present as claudication due to canal narrowing. Leaking or blocked annular tears in central annulus with trapped nuclear fragments, disc herniation that may be chronic, and untreated, calcified or ossified annulus of old surgery, adhesions tethering traversing roots old surgery, partially resolved herniations. Lateral hypertrophy of ligamentum flavum on inner wall of facet and subarticular part acting like a pincer crowding coda equina traversing nerves in central canal and giving bilateral symptoms. Sagittal facet gives foraminal axis-related narrowing, coronal gives middle zone canal narrowing. Acute laminar angle due to smaller interfacet distance makes it more stenotic. Oblique ligamentum flavum on inner face and facet joint edge when hypertrophied makes a tighter pincer. G knot soft tissue knot in foramen connecting SAP to lower end plate of cephalad vertebra with amalgamated soft tissue. Lower notch may also have soft tissue changes. These form part of soft tissue lateral recess. Peridural membrane that is now proposed to have characteristics of synovium may contribute to inflammatory causes here. Posterior, ventral to posterior bony wall. Ligamentum flavum that extends from midline to pedicles above, but centrally sublaminar may not contribute to symptoms unless corresponding anteriorly disc profile is also changed from concave to bulge. BST the pedicular level or infradiscal or lower zone, lower zone is from end plate of vertebra above to mid across pedicles line. The lower zone functionally can be seen as three parts. One suprapedicular level is a thin section of upper few millimeters from end plate of the vertebra to the upper border of the pedicle. This is soft tissue recess followed by bony lateral recesses. It has clinical significance as commonest symptom generating area. Two part with upper half of pedicle as lateral wall. Three lower or extended part from mid across pedicle lines to lower border of pedicles. This extended lower part continues with corded upper zone and is called buffer zone since its full bony causes no symptoms. Posterior walls of 2 and 3 are receding laminae. Commence How does transforaminal solution for lower zone stenosis compare with open midline posterior surgery done by medial fistectomy? Can changes in walls of this canal in form of soft tissue hypertrophy be treated with scraping of that tissue alone without removal of bone WRT upper first part of the lower zone? Is direct decompression possible by going dorsal to traversing root without harming nerve root? Can pedicle wall in its upper medial area be removed to add to lateral decompression? How do we confirm adequacy of this intervention? 
Is it possible to do all this under vision in surgery, under local anesthesia, and stitchless access? Is paridural membrane relevant to lower zone stenosis? This is an area which makes transforaminal access and surgery really helpful and superior in lower zone in comorbid and aged patients. Since we have a refined clarity on anatomy and we are aware of the inherent variations, we have a dynamic plan to address the symptom generators here. The changing factors are facet inclination, laminar angle, presence or absence of ligamentum flavum over lower pole of the joint, origin of the root that is exiting from dural sac and its relation to lower zone ventral wall, status of synovium of the facet joint and its ventral capsule. These factors will make us plan our action. In open surgery plan is same for all patients. We do medial fistectomy to expose traversing nerve and decompress its roof. In transforaminal axis, we will be targeting ventral, lateral or dorsal wall, 3600 decompression. Bony landmarks and contents, these include the upper half of the vertebral body and the lamina, the pedicles, transverse processes and base of superior articular processes. A bony ring surrounds the dural sac at this level although the upper edge of the lamina in the midline may be halfway down up to the vertebral body. The bony midsagittal diameter is at its smallest here. This is not relevant in degenerative unless we are talking of congenital narrowing ONLY. In congenital stenosis the pedicles may be short and then give more symptoms with degeneration of wall cover. Facet commonly is inclined at 45 degrees. Facet inclination can be sagittal or coronal. If they are more sagittal central canal is wide and if coronal central canal may look trifold. Sagittal facet may give some issues in transforaminal entry. In a sagittal facet joint, the synovial fold and cysts may play a role in symptom generation. Coronal facets generally have more tissue hypertrophy on joint edge but sagittal joint may subluxate and be unstable more frequently. We need to note that in lateral recess stenosis, easy work may be ventral to traversing root at entry to root canal rather than dorsal. Unless we ascertain this preoperatively, doing posterior decompression in all patients is unnecessary and not valid. Contents, traversing root and its sensitive part at entry to root canal, in extended lower zone some intracanal portion of DRG at L5-S1, arterial and venous drainage system partly. Dural sac and root sleeves, in the upper lumbar region the dural sac is seen as a round tube conforming to the inner surface of the rounded spinal canal, as the root sleeves usually depart below pedicular level. In lower lumbar region, the root sleeves depart from the dural sac at the pedicular level or even higher at or above the disc level. The dural sac then presents itself as a round tube flanked by two root sleeves. Intrathecal content at the lower zone is fewer roots in dural sac as we go down and the shoulder of the separated traversing nerve at entry to root canal. The canal and root canal also dilates distally. Epidural fat and veins, there is no retrodural fat pad at this level.
Small amounts of epidural fat may be seen around emerging root sleeves if these have detached, as in the lower lumbar region. Epidural veins are present are visualized at this level as vertical channels. They may be covered by or be a part of peridural membrane. Veins draining this part of canal join the ascending lumbar vein outside the foramen. Veins in this zone are valveless, part of Batson's plexus, and are the compressible part of the contents. They may cause sizable ooze during endoscopy or open surgery. The venous pressure, though, is low. Soft tissue, lateral recess may be very narrow. Ligamentum flavum generally is very thin or practically absent here. It may not contribute much here. Except upper cephalate soft tissue wall rest of lateral and anterior walls are smooth bare bone in extended lower zone. But root is relatively immobile at entry. Ligamentum flavum Ligamentum flavum covers to bony rings. Intervening ligamentum flavum is attached to ventral surface of the upper lamina but edge of lower. Ligament in medial part is sloping away dorsally so it does not seem to be significant here in lower zone. In addition, it slopes up laterally obliquely in coronal plane towards upper pedicle and may be covering facet joint partially in its cephalad upper part only. Overemphasis on ligamentum flavum is unwarranted. Targets Anterior, ventral, lower disc margin osteophytes, down migrated disc herniations. Hard collagenized annulus near lower end plate of disc. Posterior annulus with loss of concavity more towards central part of canal. Old unresolved type 2 or 3 herniation adding to root entrapment. Posterior, sagittal or coronal facet related hypertrophy at edge and changes related to ventral capsule, synovium, the edge may lay on or medial to traversing nerve, synovial cyst formation at lower facet margin, hypertrophy, and synovial growth at lower pole of IAP in roof of lateral recess, synovial growth transgressing covering ligamentum flavum, if present. IAP-related changes ventrally inside canal and not in dorsal facet capsule. Lateral, foraminal soft tissue in upper part, congenital narrow canal, short pedicles. Part 3 Solution Introduction Why Change? Now let us get to practical aspect of transforaminal axis through foramen and solution for stenosis. We have already identified the likely targets if they are in upper zone, middle zone, or upper zone. The exiting root gets affected in upper zone, thickle sac with coda equina in middle and traversing root in lower zone. Our ability to address the pain generators have made us mature to now venture into managing symptom generators in stenosis. All pain generators are accessible through foramen. Access through foramen for surgery RED line is outside in cutting ventral facet gaining more epidural axis. Green inside out axis landing in a vascular annual disc first and then out. Blue is far lateral axis mainly for better landing in disc closer to posterior annulus. All wall changes that become symptom generators in stenosis at middle zone 
or its adjoining borders with upper and lower zones are also accessible through foramen. The trajectory for disc has a limitation in reaching roof and inside the canal for stenosis. This limitation is now overcome by TEQ technology with natural or artificial fulcrum outside the foramen. It separates the anchor point and the working effective target action zone. This fulcrum is created and deployed or removed as per requirement. It is also changeable and flexible. It helps in elevating working tip of the instruments during endoscopy by helping us stand outside foramen or disc margins and act on its roof where it matters. This can be navigated to all three zones by same entry upper and middle and lower zone is easily reached. Change in trajectory in AP coronal plane that is from upper to lower pedicle is thus achieved rather than axial that is front back in foramen. As in standard disc endoscopy. Foramen, foramen and canal. Foramen is natural entry portal easily workable under local anesthesia in an awake aware patient. Size and volume of entry portal or foramen is smaller than our target canal volume. It is possible to access the symptom generators in ALL zones of canal stenosis through foramen by variable trajectory towards all three zones. If we take the medial pedicle line or the medial edge of the facet joint as the inner limit of the foramen then stenosis work for upper zone is in foramen, for middle zone is partly in foramen and for lower zone too can be partly in foramen. Foramen primarily is lateral wall of upper and middle zones. Inferior end plate line of upper vertebra is always above SAP tip border between mid and upper level. SAP body and facet joint is pure posterior wall of middle zone. On entry in foramen we land in floor of middle zone that is posterolateral disc under SAP body and if we go towards upper zone we get closer to axilla and the exiting route. This landing may vary for upper or lower zone targets and will be close to upper or lower end plate that we will cross over. The total height of three functional zones we are talking is less than 30 mm. Lower level canal lies hidden inside lower pedicle in a sagittal perspective, medial to pedicle in coronal and axial. For middle zone, we undercut ventral facet to access canal and for lower zone we do bony foraminoplasty to access the lower level infradiscal canal and its walls for further channel plasty. We use natural or artificial fulcrum TEQ technology, patent applied. We need to understand 3D anatomy of lateral canal, upper zone foramen and lower zone lateral risses included to appreciate locationally fixed roots as targets in its walls. They are found at same locations on canal walls in majority of patients involving same neurovascular structures and generate similar symptoms so can be called universal targets. For middle zone, we need to be aware of the ligamentum flavum anatomy in subarticular, upper foraminal lateral and inner face facet medial parts. This makes us precise and effective in managing lumbar canal stenosis in all its forms and presentations.
We aim at lateral plane decompression unilateral or bilateral through foramen from pedicle to pedicle and covering to roots and interradicular sac at central canal in between. Foramen is correct location to tackle all variations in seven entities causing canal stenosis. We propose lower foramen as safe observational and landing point in lateral wall of the middle zone. It lies in lateral wall at crossing of anterior wall or epidural plane, posterior wall or retrodural plane, and all three zones. Foramen entry is middle zone lateral wall and facilitates in vivo visualization of 1. Upper supradiscal canal zone, mainly subpars lateral canal. 2. Lower infradiscal canal zone, mainly lateral recess canal all walls. 3. Foraminal contents and G not mainly mid-lateral canal at confluence of end plate and tip of SAP. 4. Middle disc level central paracentral foraminal and extra foraminal areas and migrated herniations anterior wall of middle zone to treat. 5. Important changes at upper and lower disc margins anterior to dural sac, anterior wall. 6. Facet margins superior edge, lower pole posterior or dorsal to dural sac, posterior wall. 7. Ligamentum flavum both paracentral, subarticular and lateral area obliquely crossing from pedicle above to midline lamina below, posterior wall. Sagittal, upper foraminal, coronal, central canal, axial, lateral recess, build. To understand more about the precision and need, and significance and justification of transforaminal axis let us now see below the canal contents and changing walls in 3D models. Following images are to highlight importance of visualizing symptom generators that are at upper zone below pars or end plate of the vertebra better seen in sagittal cuts, in middle zone at facet edge and inner face better seen in coronal cuts and in lower zone at traversing root, entering root canal better seen in axial cuts. It would be important to re-emphasize that central canal stenosis is ONLY a middle zone finding and all related information or measurements in literature about central canal etc. only relate to middle zone. All these spots are apparently in roof or the posterior canal wall. Roots are fixed in their ventral aspect. Symptom generators are dorsal to them, but dorsal midline axis is too morbid to reach that area and unnecessary by endoscopy. We are capable of doing lateral decompression with clarity, precision and confidence. Our standard entry in middle zone lateral canal in disc is enough for most patients, but we may go closer to upper or lower end plate at disc and cross over for respective zone stenosis or all zones simultaneously if need be in combined multizone stenosis. From images and serial images in coronal, sagittal and cross section, we will realize that concept of compression of sac and coda inside, from posterior structures, is not supported anatomically. Even if the ligament is hypertrophied, in full it will compress sac from both sides in middle zone ONLY, and if lateral part is involved, it may compress the exiting root in upper zone. Ligamentum seems fairly irrelevant to lower zone symptoms. 
Let us have the sagittal build up special ref to upper zone and exiting root. We see exiting root leaving foramen, looked at from inside canal. We see the traversing nerve joining the exiting, sloping traversing roots towards root canal, ligamentum flavum seen a bit fuller sac, and sloping traversing roots then traversing roots reaching root canal in lower zone, can see through ligamentum flavum towards lateral foramen, ligamentum flavum added from behind. If it is laterally extended then, that would be seen in lateral sections. Ring closing laterally exiting root leaving sac. Foramen with exiting root above, traversing root inside pedicle. Pedicle closing laterally, between the roots. Coronal build up special ref to middle zone and thecal sac in central canal. We can appreciate that we have lateral compression where roots are pinched in lateral arms of the pincer and not AP, front back, compression. We will see it built up in following sequence of images and next as we see build up from sides along the lateral wall of dural sac soft tissue and bone coming in. Crowding of coda roots is in no way related to any dorsal structures compressing dural sac. Next more IAP coming in what we see is closing of laminar ring now in upper zone and then ligamentum flavum and lower zone too. This coronal buildup may be easy to understand for traditional surgeons as they are used to this view. Axial built down special ref to lower zone and the traversing roots. At lower end plate area, some disc seen. At about entry to lower zone, we see lower zone and notch from above. Entry to lateral risses, see traversing roots sloping towards lateral and ventral side. Note at facet IAP is from vertebra above. In lower lumbar maybe, we will see more of lateral risses dorsal to root note this is our target zone. A. Have we highlighted root journey, its fixed area in root canal and its relation to lower and upper zone. B. Lateral buildup of licked flavum in coronal plane in middle zone for central canal stenosis. C. Access to all this through middle zone. Margins of foramen are upper pedicle notch above, dural sac and thecal sac with traversing nerve roots medially, the exiting nerve superiorly, the superior margin of the lower pedicle inferiorly, the intervertebral disc, IVD, and vertebral bodies anteriorly, and the pars and varying part of SAP, face it joint and edge, due to inclination, posteriorly. Boundaries of foramen in coronal and cross-sectional plane are not lateral and medial pedicle lines. Lateral boundary is oblique sagittal plane that passes from the posterolateral margin of the vertebral body to the most lateral aspect of the facet hush and near parallel sagittal plane along the most lateral aspect of the dural sac as the medial boundary end. Hush this is normally the plane in which we go and land in foramen very parallel to face it and on its lateral surface. And then this is where we separate foramen from canal and foramenoplasty and channelplasty. In disc surgery we identify medial pedicle line as the medial border of the foramen for floor. Medial pedicle line is almost in same sagittal plane as facet edge. 
WE consider facet edge as medial margin of the foramen in roof or posterior wall when we talk about stenosis. In upper lumbar spine pedicle is oriented anteroposteriorly, corresponding to a sagittal-oriented foramen. At lower lumbar levels pedicle is more obliquely oriented in the coronal as well as the axial plane. This gives rise to lateral recess in lower lumbar spine inside the pedicle in infradiscal area. Or we can say we have this recess lateral to central canal. It is easier and less confusing to appreciate it as lower zone. Lower zone includes entry part of root canal, lateral recess, traversing root leaving the dural sac, root canal in proximal area, upper soft tissue lateral recess, mid bony, and lower pure bony asymptomatic lateral recess or buffer zone. Narrowing of the disc space significantly reduces the foraminal height, but naturally has little effect on its sagittal dimensions. Sagittal dimensions of the intervertebral foramen are more related to congenital factors like pedicle length. Flexion increases foraminal dimensions, while extension decreases foraminal dimensions. Lateral bending significantly decreases the foraminal width, height, and area on bending side, but increases these foraminal dimensions on opposite side of bending. Axial rotation also significantly decreases foraminal width and area on rotation side but increases foraminal height and foraminal area on opposite side. Since ligamentum flavum is attached to EDG of lower lamina, its change with disc collapse needs more refined study. It is not clear if it really causes significant compression in lower zone. 3. Foraminal Contents at lumbar foramina attachments of intraforaminal ligaments are on surface of the intervertebral disc, along the inferior surface of the pedicle of the superior vertebra, and on the non-articular surface of the superior articular process of the inferior vertebra. These ligaments help anchor the exiting root to medial wall of pedicle and the superior notch. Better understanding or peridural membrane makes us aware of these structures that help keep dural sac in touch with walls. Anterior radiculomedullary artery, also known as the artery of Adamkivix, is found within the upper neural foramen in approximately 46% of patients. Artery is almost exclusively found above the level of the L3 vertebra and only 2% of the cases in lower one-third of the foramen. This is important for intervention. After their origin from aorta spinal arteries penetrate the sleeve of spinal nerve root at proximal edge of dorsal root ganglion close to inframedial margin of the pedicle. Lasting paraplegia can be caused by injury to the dominant spinal artery with an abnormally low origin. Coagulation of the dominant spinal branch with an abnormal origin distal to anastomotic vessels in the foramen during surgery at upper lumbar levels may result in spinal cord injury. Relationship between the dorsal root ganglion and the artery of Adamkivix at the upper part of the foramen is important.